as well. All right. Um, anyone have a question you want to ask this morning? Anybody have a question? This is the last time you'll get to ask a Sunday school question in 2023. This is it, right? This is the last time. You can never do it again in 2023, okay? Now, next week you can ask anyone you want in 2024, but this is the last one you get to ask in 2023, all right? Anybody have a question you want to ask this morning? You're like, I learned it all already this year for 2023. I, I got it all. Yes, Miss Marilyn. Hmm. Sure. Uh, that's, that's really interesting. So um, let me see if I can find a passage here in, let's see. So our question is, um, what's kind of the difference? The Bible talks about sins. The Bible talks about iniquities. The Bible talks about transgressions. Um, thank you. So look there in Psalms chapter 51. Yeah, that, great. That one has all three of them right there, right? Uh, Psalms 51, Have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness. According unto the multitude of thy tender mercies, blot out my transgressions, wash me throughly from mine iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my transgressions, and my sin is ever before me. Against thee and thee only have I sinned, and done this evil in thy sight, that thou mayest be justified when thou speakest, and be clear when thou judgest. Right? So David, even here, right here, he speaks about uh, transgressions, um, iniquity, uh, and sin. My sin is ever before me, right? So is there a difference between the three? What would, be, what would we say is the difference between transgression, iniquity, and sin? Anybody? Ms. Cheryl? Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, Michelle's saying maybe transgression is maybe um, something against someone, basically. Is that what you're kind of saying? Kind of maybe not an intentional action against someone. Iniquity, maybe dealing more with self um, in... Um, you know, not doing maybe what I'm supposed to do, like I didn't read my Bible or something like that, and of course, just sin being sin, okay? That's, that's interesting, okay? Somebody else? Transgressions, iniquities, sins. What do we think? Yes? Kind of, kind of similar transgressions about other people, iniquity more like a, a lifestyle of 
of wickedness or something like that, all right? Anybody else? Yeah, Billy. Okay. And okay, iniquity maybe more about the guilt that I feel for what I did, right? That that guilty feeling, okay? Anybody else? Transgressions, iniquity, sins. Anybody else want to take a stab at it? Nobody else? You're looking at me. Okay. All right, well, here's my answer. I have no idea. Yeah, I, I don't know that I've ever necessarily really thought about the, those three like that. Um, kind of one of those things that you, you read. Um, you think that maybe they're just referring to the same thing, but obviously like right here in, in chapter 51, he's talking about three. Um, but and even David speaks of all three being personal. You look what he says. Um, he says, according unto the multitude of thy mercies, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from mine iniquity and cleanse me from my sin, right? So all three of these are dealing with David himself, right? So, you know, these are all, I think when we go to the book of James, James kind of explains what transgression is, right? He says sin is the transgression of the law, right? So transgression is breaking something, right? Uh, James speaks about that. He says, sin is the transgression or the breaking of the law, right? So I think if we look, think about transgressions here, blot out my transgressions, there is a breaking of the law. There's, I've broken something that God said not to do or God said to do, and I didn't do it, right? Um, and again, I think when we understand here, right, uh, what is happening, David is repenting of the sin that he committed both in um, murdering Uriah and also committing adultery with Bathsheba, uh, but then also trying to hide it. And no doubt there was definitely guilt involved in this, right? Um, I mean, think about this. For, for months, right, this is months that have gone by where David has tried to hide this sin, okay? Um, and actually, probably nine months, maybe close to ten months that David has tried to hide this, right? David's tried to cover it up, and it's really, it's not until Nathan comes and gives the story, right, and says, you are the man that he finally is willing to confess, right? Um, so he talks about transgressions, wash me thoroughly from my iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin. Um, that would be interesting to do a, a word study on each of those three, and to really kind of figure out what is the difference there. Brother John? Um, you're asking me about English. <laughs> I'm not an English major either. Um, so he says, blot out my transgressions Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity. Cleanse me from my sin. I, I don't know. I'm not really sure what that would be. Yeah. Transgression. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's that would yeah, that's definitely interesting too. Um, if transgressors, again, transgression, the breaking of the law, rebelling against God, um, he says, "Blot out my transgressions." Um, but then, as we receive the mercy of God, right? As we receive God's mercy because of our own rebellion, because of our own sins, then we're able to teach transgressors, we're able to teach those about God as well. We're able to teach them the mercy of God. We've experienced it, right? We understand God's mercy, so then we're able to, we're able to teach it to others, um, and sinners shall be converted unto thee. Um, and so through that, there's going to be those, um, again, unbelievers um, that may turn to God through that. So I think when we look at the word sin, um, sin usually, like my dad said, sin is usually a, a generic term for like it covers just sin in general, right? Um, obviously, there are specific sins, right, that a person can commit. Obviously, David here committed two specific sins. He committed murder and he committed adultery. Um, so those are specific sins that he committed. But he is no more a sinner than anyone else who commits sin, because we are all sinners. We all commit sin, right? There may be different specific sins, right? Um, but we're still sinners. So sin is the general word for, for that. Um, but yeah, I think that would be interesting to kind of do a, a word study on those and see. Um, obviously, there's, there's more... There's more to it, which is obviously why David speaks of that. He speaks of transgressions. He speaks of iniquity. Um, and that cleansing from the sin, obviously com- compassing all of it together. Um, yeah, that's, that's a good question. I'll have to, I'll go back and look at some of those words. Yes, Miss Donna? Yeah, I mean, he says in verse 5, I was shapen in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me, right? Um, yeah, it, again, it would just be interesting to kind of look at those words in depth and see what kind of what they mean. And um, obviously, we understand David 
was a sinner because that is passed on from parent to parent, right? And sin did my mother conceive me. I don't think that David was saying that, I don't think David is saying he was conceived in a sin of like adultery or immorality or something like that. Um, Nowhere does the Bible give us any indication. Uh, Obviously, he was the son of Jesse, right? Um, And so I think David is just saying his parents were sinners, and therefore he is a sinner as well, right? Um, Miss Dawn? Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, obviously there's, there's words that kind of correlate as well um, with iniquity there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was there somebody else? Well, I think, isn't it also, let me see if I can find it here. Um, Is it in, um, I'm going to say it's in Isaiah. This is why it's hard for me to give up the Bible that I preach in, because I know where something is on the page. How many of you are like that? You know where it is on the page, but you're not sure what chapter or what verse it is, but you're like, I know it's in the bottom left corner of that page somewhere, right? So you just start flipping through, looking at the bottom left corner of the page. <laughs> um, I thought it was Isaiah. Maybe it's not. I know you think I have the whole Bible memorized, but um, I just have where things are on the pages memorized. (laughs) Um, I can't find that now. Yeah. Yeah. Is it Isaiah 59? What'd I say? Bottom left corner. Right there it is. Bottom left corner. I told you. Um, Yeah, so think about what he says here. He says, Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save, neither is ear heavy that it cannot hear. But your iniquities have separated between you and your God. Right? And your sins have hid his face from you that he will not hear. If your hands are defiled with blood, your fingers with iniquity, your lips have spoken lies, your tongue hath muttered perverseness. Right? So, again, he's saying something similar here. Your iniquities have separated between you and your God. Right? But then he says your sins, now this is plural, sins, specific sins, have hid his face from you that he will not hear. 
And then he begins to kind of explain those specific sins. Your hands are defiled with blood, your fingers with iniquity, your lips have spoken lies, your tongues have muttered perverseness. So again, there's that idea of iniquity being used in the same situation with sin, right? Um, so it would be, yeah, it would be very interesting to, to kind of look at, see, you've got transgression, you've got iniquities. Um, I mean, again, obviously I think we understand sin is, is a general overall encompassing of everything. Yeah, Lucas? Yeah. 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 It'll. It'll. I, I, I'm. I'm already looking forward to getting into this, because <laughs> um, that that is going to be interesting to see, um, because he does throughout. Obviously, throughout the Old Testament, you do have that transgressions and iniquities, um, and just kind of seeing what the. Really, what kind of the meaning of it is? Uh, obviously, we kind of we kind of put our own understanding in today you know, what we think it is, but what, what was it in that day, and what was, the, what was the definition of it? So that's a good question, Ms. Marilyn. Thank you. Very good. We'll have to we'll get into that, try to study that out. Very good. Anybody else have a question that I can answer? I told you I don't have all the answers. Some of them I do, right? Anybody else have a question you want to ask this morning? Yeah, Ms. Hannah? <laughs> is, it, is it wrong to use the term I swear, like to say to your children, you're driving, I swear you're driving me nuts, right? Or is that with your husband? Not, yeah. <laughs> don't answer that, Miss Hannah, don't answer that. <laughs> um, right, yeah. Anybody else have a question you want to ask this morning? <laughs> um. Obviously, you know, the Bible speaks of, um, when we think of the word swear, when the Bible speaks of swearing, what, is, what, is, what does the word swear mean? It's like a promise, right? It's, it's like a promise. It's like an oath you're saying, right? In fact, God says when you, are, when you are swearing to God, if you're promising something to God, God says you better be careful what you're promising him. Because if you promise him something and you don't do it, he's going to hold you accountable to it, right? He said it's better that you don't even promise that to God than to promise it and then not fulfill it, right? So God says if you're promising something to God, right? And how many of us have done that before, right? Especially when we're going through really difficult times. God, if you get me out of this, I promise I'll read my Bible every day, right? I promise, God, if you just get me through this year, next year will be different, right? God says you better be careful what you promise God, right? Um, because when you promise, you can say, well, God knows my heart. Yeah, God knows. And if you made that promise, God expects you to keep it, right? Um, and that's why I think it's, is it the book of Ecclesiastes that he speaks about that? Uh, I think it is. 
where he says it's better not to swear, it's better not to promise God something than to promise it and not fulfill it, right? Um, so when we think about it in, our, in, in that terminology, right, I swear you're driving me nuts, right? Or, um, you know, it's, it's almost like, it's, it's, it's almost a different word because in that way, we're not saying, or maybe, I don't know, are we saying I, I promise you you're driving me nuts? Is that what we're saying? Um, I, think it's, I think it's used in a different terminology than, than an oath, right? We're, we're making an oath, we're giving an oath, we're giving a promise here. Um, I think if you were to look at it, again, I'm not, I'm not an English major or anything like that, but I think if we were to look at how that is used, if we said, I swear you're telling me, I swear you're driving me nuts, it would almost be more like what we find in the New Testament where it says verily, verily. What does the word, what does it verily, verily mean? It means it's true, right? Verily, verily, right? It's true, right? I think, I think that's kind of now, again, I'm not saying Jesus was saying, I swear, but when he says, verily, verily, I say unto you, he's saying, this, this is the truth, right? I think that's, when we say, I swear, you're driving me nuts, I think that's the idea of where we're coming from on that. Am I right about that? That's kind of the idea we're saying, this is the truth, right? I swear, I'm telling you the truth. You're about to drive me bonkers, okay? If you don't stop, you know, I'm about to pull this car over and, you know, whatever. So it's, it's more like we're saying, this is really it. It's, it's not that we're... Yeah, I think, yeah. Right, it's not like you're... There's just something about saying, you're driving me nuts that just doesn't cut it, right? It's, yeah, I mean, it, you've got to just, there's that, that little bit extra. I'm serious, I swear, you're driving me nuts, right? So... Boy, this is really going, this is really hitting home over here, isn't it, right? You, you four right there, I'm telling you, right? You have a preacher swearing in church? Great. This is, this is going to go viral, right? <laughs> um, right, yes. Yeah, I'm expecting you two to definitely be at that marriage retreat, yeah, now. <laughs> um, so I, I think it, you know, I think it, you have to look at what the connotation is in it. Um, again, if we're, if we're making an oath, whether that's to God or to someone, then yes, I think we, we better make sure that we keep what we say, right? And in fact, it used to be, you know, that um, you didn't have to have contracts and all this kind of stuff. Someone's word was their bond, right? If you said you were going to do it, you were going to do it. You could, you could count on it, Right? Now you've got to make all these contracts with fine print and everything because everybody's trying to get out of their word, okay? Um, and that's what God says. When you promise something to God, you better, you better do it, right? That's that idea of, of swearing, right? We're making an oath. We're, we're promising something, okay? Um, now, obviously, there, all, all kinds of words have been taken and, and made slang out of them and things, um, I'm not really sure when, you know, where that began to come around. I don't know. What, what do you guys think, you know? When somebody, you know, I swear you're driving me nuts, right? It's, yeah, 
I think Brother John's asking, when, you, when you're asking the question, are you saying, are you thinking that the word swear, the word swear itself is like a bad word to use, is like a, a swear word, or just the... Right. <laughs> so, 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 but are you saying that, are you thinking that the actual word swear is like a wrong word to use? Is that what you're saying? Or that's what you're asking? That's what you're asking? Yeah. So I think she's asking is the actual word swear the wrong, a wrong word to use in saying something like that as far as it being like a derogatory, like a, like a cuss word or something? Right. I think that's what she's asking. Would that, would saying, I swear you're driving me nuts or whatever, is that, is that a cuss word that, you know, we shouldn't use or is that a derogatory term or whatever? In the book of what? The book of Betsy? <laughs> Is that in between the New Testament and Old Testament? Or <laughs> I think that was after the New Testament, wasn't it? <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. And, and I, think, I think also you're going to... Background culture is going to play a role in this as well. Um, I think, and again, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But I think even probably here, you're going to have two different views, right? You're going to have... One view that says the word is it's just a word, right? You know, it's the word promise or the word an oath or whatever, and we're just using it as, as something different. But there's going to be maybe another group that says, you know, hey, the word swear is used in a, in a negative connotation, and so it is more like a swear word or like a, like a, a cuss word or something, right? Um, Obviously, there are, there are certain words that we find in Scripture that we should not use in a negative way, right? Um, obviously, we should never use the name of the Lord in any type of negative way. Um, you know, the, God's name is supposed to be holy, right? We're supposed to uplift His name. So, um, you know, anytime I ever hear somebody say, you know, oh my God, Right, and they're just using it exclamatory. You know, they're not actually talking to God. They're just like they're just saying it, or obviously using the name of Jesus Christ, or even uh, you know, I, I hear people say, "Oh Lord," right, or "Oh my Lord," right, and it's it's used in in a in an exclamatory way. It's not again. It's we're not dealing with a conversation between God or between anybody else. We're just using it in a derogatory way, right. To me, again, I'm just saying to me, to me, okay, all right, I, I don't want to use the Lord's name that way because his name is to be holy. His name is to be lifted up. His name is um, to be above every other name. So why do we want to take his name and use it in a defamatory, derogatory way? Right? Now, now, please, please understand, if, if you're here this morning and, and, and you've done that before, I'm, I'm not saying that you're, you're cussing and anything like that. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, for me personally, when I look at what the Bible says about the name of God and his names, I want to reverence it. 
And I think God wants his name to be reverenced. I think God wants his name to be holy. Okay? Um, obviously, there are other words that, um, that we find in the Bible, right, that, that we have come in our society to recognize as derogatory words, right? Um, you know, the Bible speaks of the ass, right? And everybody's like, how dare you say that word? Well, it's a donkey, right? It's an animal. But what has happened is man has corrupted the word, right? There's nothing wrong with the word. The, I, the, what is wrong is how it is used, right? An ass is a literal animal. That's what it was, okay? But man has taken it and turned it into something derogatory, which is why most people that I would say try to speak cleanly don't use the word ass or jackass, even though those are both animals, right? We don't use those words because of the negative, some of you are laughing at me, okay? Stop it. Stop laughing, okay? Um, because of the, the negative aspect of it, right? Uh, again, and I'm just, I'm trying to, trying to help, help us understand. When, when I read, and, and there are people that say, well, you know, we need to change the, the wording of the Bible. Why? Why? There's nothing wrong with the word, right? It's an animal, okay? It's man has changed it to be something bad, right? Just like man is trying to change marriage to be, to be between a man and a man and a woman and a woman and anything you want it to be, right? Well, we don't change it just because man is trying to change it. We keep it what, the way God says it's supposed to be, okay? And so there can be words that have no, have no ill meaning to them, like the word ass, um, you know, or, or there's other terms that, that have come throughout our society that were not intended as filthy, bad words, okay? But men have taken them and turned them into filthy, bad words, you understand what I'm saying? Okay, I think everybody understands. I'm, I'm just, I'm not going to say all the words, okay? All right? I know you're like, go ahead, Pastor. We want to hear you. Yeah, I'm not, not going to do that, okay? All right? So, and again, there's, there's going to be some that, you know, that might look at the word swear and they think, oh, that's, that's got a negative connotation. So, so you shouldn't say, you know, I swear if you do that again, you know, I'm going to take you out to the woodshed. You shouldn't say that because of the negative connotation to it. But then there's going to be others that are be like, well, the word doesn't really have a negative connotation itself, right? I mean, if you're telling your child, I swear, if you do that again, I'm going to take you out to the woodshed. If he does it again, you better take him out to the woodshed because you just said, I'm going to do it, right? And what happens is, and not even just with the word swear, but I mean, we tell people we're going to do something, even our own children, and they do it again, and we do nothing about it, right? So even our own words don't even mean anything anymore, right? And so that's why it, it's, you've got to go back, and what, what do what are words mean? I know you were going to say something. Well, you pretty well covered it, so I think cussing, the word swear, is Mm-hmm. 
Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, that's what happens with a lot of words that are being used, right? Um, and again, it's, it's, to me, it's ironic. I don't, I don't want to say funny. I think it's ironic that the world has no problem using the names of God in a derogatory way, right? They're gonna, they'll use the name God. They'll use the name Lord. They'll use Jesus Christ. They'll, any names of God, they use in a derogatory way, right? But nobody... Nobody uses the name Buddha in a derogatory way, right? Nobody uses Muhammad in a derogatory way, right? Nobody uses, and again, I just, I just find it ironic that it's the names of God that man have turned into something bad, right? Now, because people use God's name, Jesus Christ, Lord, in a derogatory way, does that mean we should stop using them? Well, of course not. We're not going to stop using them, right? Because we know it's God's name. We know they're right. We know they're pure, right? And so that's what I'm saying. We've, we've got to be careful in, in saying that something is a, is a swear word or a curse word or something. Can they be? Yes, they can be used in definitely filthy, derogatory ways, um, and that's, again, that's going to be, culture is going to have a little bit of a difference to that. How a person grew up and their, their background and things, you know, one person would be like, say, the word swear, at, that's just like saying the word candy or something, you know? I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. But then another person might have that idea, say, hey, you know, that's, that's not a word I would choose to use. And that's fine. That's where, you know, we've got to, again, we've got to be able to give grace to people, right? I think I saw a hand over here. Lucas? Well, it started in Antioch, right? It actually started in Antioch. Um, I think it's in Romans chapter, is it 10, 9 or 10, I think it is, that, they, that those that followed Jesus were beginning to be referred to as Christians, right? And a lot of times we think, oh, that's where, you know, Christians got, it was the enemies, though. It was the, those that were opposing Jesus that actually called them Christians. So, yes, to them, it was a derogatory term, but it simply meant that they were the followers of Christ. They were, they were always talking about this guy named Christ, this guy named Jesus, right? And so that's what the word Christian means, to follow Christ or a little Christ, right? So because of all how the, the church in Antioch was growing and talking about Jesus and talking about Christ, that's when those that were opposing them, those who were not Christians, began actually calling them Christians, and no doubt it was in a derogatory way, right? Um, but a way to identify them. And you wouldn't want to be, you know, the rest of the world, you wouldn't want to be identified as a Christian, right? And honestly, you look at what's going on in our society today, and it's kind of moving that way as well, you know? You don't want to be identified as a Christian because, you know, those people are weird. Those people are, you know, they're nuts. Um, so, I mean, it's going to, I think it's going to depend on the word. I don't know that I would necessarily say the word swear would be a cuss word. I'm, I'm sorry I haven't been able to, you know, solve your marriage, you know, but <laughs> um, I, I think it's just, I think it's going to depend. Um, and again, somebody, you know, everybody's going to have a different opinion on it, I think. So, all right, we got to go. I, we got people out there, right? Um, you're dismissed. We'll be, have a break and we'll come back in just a few minutes for our morning service.